You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness, and physiology right now. Dr. Nader visited The Hague, Netherlands, during the week of the 4th International Ayurveda Congress, hosted in Leiden. Students gathered to hear Dr. Nader answer questions on a wide variety of topics. Good afternoon. I'm so fortunate to be with Dr. Nader today. And we have gathered some beautiful questions from the community. And so we'll just begin with the first question. Given that the states of wakefulness, dreaming, and sleep are part of the brain's natural evolution and occur automatically, why does the meditative state require deliberate attention practice to allow humans to access it? It's not that it is an additional thing uh, that we have to do in the sense of an additional effort. In fact, you know, if you want to eat, you feel the hunger and you eat, and that is an impetus. There is a requirement for action, a requirement for doing something. If you want to sleep, you normally would lie down in a comfortable place. If you want to be active, you wouldn't be lying down, you'll be standing. So one can take all of this to an extreme and start saying, why can't I sit in a chair and everything happens? And life is not like that. We have rest and activity, they are balanced, and they require the individual to move, to do things, to make choices. And that's what allows the individual to grow and evolve in their awareness and their consciousness and to develop higher states of consciousness and enjoy more in life. And one of the things we do is close the eyes and take the direction inwards. Usually the direction of attention is always to the outside. And when we close the eyes to sleep, of course, there is no much attention on anything. And in the dream state, we do not control what we have. So they are quite different in their quality. And then the waking, we wake up, we stand up, we brush our teeth, we wash our face, we take a breakfast or whatever, and we act. And action is part of the evolution, the necessity of evolution. In transcending, what we need is to close the eyes and allow the mind to settle and go inwards. It's also a choice, and therefore, based on the fact that we have freedom of choice, we can you know, even decide not to sleep, we can decide not to walk, we can decide not to eat. So there is this aspect of life, which is choices, and we can do choices in all these areas. And when we start evolving and becoming a more advanced, if you like, between quotation mark, human being, we would be seeking things that are more evolutionary. And one of them is, transcendental meditation, to transcend, to go back to the self. And that is when we have reached enough maturity and experience in our life or from even, if you like, past lives, if you believe in reincarnation, and we come to a certain level of understanding that there is something more that we want, 
then naturally, and this happens also naturally, we seek to learn more. We start reading books, we start looking for things that are interesting in terms of evolution, of self-development, and therefore this is how we come to go to an introductory lecture and learn TM and accept to join the course. All of these are steps of decision-making that are on the path of higher achievement and higher development in life. And then we understand the higher levels that is the requirement that the source of life be nourished. The goal of life is within, that go back to the self. And therefore, we learn how to close the eyes and how to move into this process. So the process itself is extremely natural, is as easy as any other process. That's why we say transcendental meditation is extremely simple. So the process itself happens, in fact, by itself. And we do not transcend because we are trying to do something. And that is very important also in understanding that once we have decided to close the eyes and to use the technique that we have learned, the technique works literally by itself. There is very little we have to do. And that is important to remember that it's not a process of forceful concentration and forcing the mind and why doesn't it happen by itself and all of that. So diving within is a very natural, very simple process. And then we can say, why do I do not go to enlightenment right away? And the answer is because we have accumulated stresses and strains and these have to be cleared. So if we do the simple process of diving within, then the process of eliminating the stress also is natural and it happens by itself. We find actually that practicing TM is easier than walking and eating and drinking <laughs> and achieving things in life. And therefore, in the context of this question, we realize that it is one of the most natural, most simple things to do. And apart from that, activity is also important, and therefore rest and activity. And in activity, we have to make choices. They don't seem to happen by themselves. We have to act, we have to make decisions, we have to work, we have to achieve, and we have to grow and develop ourselves in a way that stabilizes the transcendental value that we gained during meditation by acting or by studying or reading, you know, all of this are different kinds of acting. And Marshi beautifully explains this by saying that these are the times when you are not meditating. So when you are transcending, closing the eyes, you go within, and then there are different people with different aspirations, different makeup of their physiology, different aspects and parts of their evolution in life. Some of them like to act, and therefore that's the karma yoga, they go out and act. Some of them like to focus on research and knowledge. This is also a kind of action, and therefore doing this on the outside level, it's also like action, and it stabilizes pure consciousness. Some others, you know, they want to pray, they want to have devotional procedures, they want to do all kinds of other things. And it doesn't matter what your vocation is in life. 
the reality is you transcend and then you act. And acting can be physical action, can be mental activity, which is knowledge and search for knowledge and understanding. And these are the cycles that allow the life to evolve and for us to reach higher states of consciousness. Thank you very much. The next question. We've heard the term evolution used in regards to TM, such as TM helps you to evolve. Can you define what that means and how it relates to Darwinism? Evolution is also Darwinism in the sense that the survival of the fittest in the best environment and there are different things that can happen and then the fittest will always be the one that survives. But then that means that there is a development of abilities that are more in tune with natural law. This is what evolution is. So the ability to act more and more in tune with the laws of nature is evolution. The ability to just act in ways that are not always producing greater happiness, greater fulfillment, are ways that are not evolutionary. And ultimately, what is the purpose? What do we evolve towards? What is the direction of growth and development? And that is ultimately to understand things more, to know things more, to be happier, and to reach higher states of consciousness, where we see reality from its most complete level of what it is. So how much does um, jellyfish know about reality? Very little. It knows a lot more than a bacterium, but it's not that much in terms of comparison if you compare maybe to a cat or to a dog or to a monkey. Now, how much a monkey knows compared to a human being is also apparently less because they don't seem to have as much sophistication. They don't build things. They don't create things. So they are, we can say, less evolved as a species. Now, in human beings, the evolution continues, but on the level of greater knowledge, greater understanding, greater ability to be adjusted to environment, and also societies evolve. The more a society or a group of individuals are able to create positive things, to create happiness and live in peace, the more evolved the society is. And therefore, there are all of these different levels of evolution. But if we want to put the question in terms of what is the direction of evolution, it's really then asking the question, what is the purpose of life? What is the goal of living? Why we are here? The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. And as we evolve, we should be able to be much more happy and fulfilled. So that is really the ultimate goal of evolution. Now, when do we get happy? How do we reach happiness? It's because we fulfill our urges, our desires, and we fulfill our goals in life. And we have no problems with health or issues with relations and all of that. So happiness comes from fulfillment. And the more we are able to fulfill our needs, which can be intellectual needs, needs of knowledge, needs of love, needs of relations, needs of 
fulfillment on terms of achievements. And the more we are content and feel that we have achieved something in our life, the more we are happy. And life is going to always take us towards more and more and more. This is the nature of life. So what is evolution? It is to achieve more, to be more. And sometimes we don't have to do much on the outer level. You have people who are recluse, who are not working on the outside, but working on the inside. And they achieve that level of development from the level of being, from the level of consciousness. They don't have to be discovering things and become Nobel laureates. They don't have to do great intellectual things or achievements. And they might be much happier than even Nobel laureates or people who have on the outer values created something fabulous. They also have, we can say, evolved in many ways. But in some ways, they might not have evolved either if they are not happy. So intelligence and creativity and fulfillment should lead to greater satisfaction, contentment and happiness. And that is when we feel one has reached a higher state of development, which is evolving in the right direction. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.